3: Who
4: better late than never. Welcome,
5: yeah. It's baby. Yeah.
4: yeah, Fucking Anton Lander. Let's go, Boys. baby. I really like the milk. Yeah. Bag milk.
6: This is Ceases. 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 Ceases.
4: Tyler, your REM check is so fucking sexy. All right, we don't care. We know Tyler's sexy. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's just get to it. Turn down the intro and get to business. It is better late than never. Second episode in like, I don't know, 18 hours. Look at me go. Look at me go. If you missed it last night, I did a Ryan McLeod contract extension reaction episode. It's about 12 minutes easily digestible anything you need just a little bit of details on the contract going to talk about more Ryan McLeod in a little bit but first I want to check in on the audio department of course the audio department is where you need to go to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share the message through sound and story you can book some studio time record a podcast like this one record spoken word poetry they don't care Book a a book. I was going to say, book a tea time, book a time for the studio at theaudiodepartment.ca. Let's get into it. First of all, uh, I'm going to start off the normally regularly scheduled program by saying thank you to all of you that reached out about Frank after last week's podcast. As I'm recording today, where do you go? Where are you, buddy? As I'm recording today, he, he is in my studio somewhere. He's just laying on the ground. He's doing much, much better. So the first thing I wanted to say is he, it took him, I don't know, two, three days to kind of like bounce back fully in terms of his, is just his behavior. And then I just had to, what was not expected from that, you know, the accidental drugging, whatever you want to call it is uh yeah, his stomach was just fucked up for a minute today. Well, here, I'll put it this way. If you have a dog And your dog has got an upset stomach. You know how it goes. Right? That's really all you need to know. My dog, for the last seven days, since he ingested barbiturates... Has got, uh, has had a, uh, upset tummy, but we're working on it. It is getting better. So again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that reached out. Um, I got a lot of, a lot of message from dog owners. Uh, I got some messages from nurse nurses who are just in the ER. There's another thing too, that I just wanted to also mention. Um, just watch out, watch out because th- I got a, a note from an ER nurse that said, this also happens a lot to lots of little kids at playgrounds and stuff. So just, we just got to watch out for each other. We just got to watch out for each other. The other thing I want to talk about off the jump is last week I talked about a bet with Dukes for the Women's World Cup between Canada and Australia. I asked Waz, I'm like, what do you think? Should I lean into it, Waz? Do you think that Canada is going to beat Australia? I've got a bet tabled with Dukes where the winner would pick a charity and the loser would submit a payment to said charity. Well, unfortunately, 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 Canada did not beat Australia. In fact, they lost for rip. So yesterday I paid up and submitted my donation to WinHouse. I let Dukes know on Instagram and on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, that this was done. So paid up. You picked a great charity in WinHouse, so I was happy to submit that along. Um Love that bet. So Dukes, that was a great bet. Your side came out victorious. We can now be friends again. Excellent. Uh, The other thing, just before I got into weather's news, of course, there's not really a whole lot of weather's news coming up or uh, happening these days. Love Island, the second season is on. I'm just starting. Well, the second season I've watched, I guess. Love Island USA is a great show. Essentially, people are matched up. They got to jump into bed together right away, and they got to see if there's there's a match there. But then new people come in, both boys and girls, and then sometimes they get the old string eye. I got to tell you, this is just the kind of mindless nonsense that I love, and I love that there's a new season on right now. So it's the kind of mindless viewing I need to turn off my brain, but... Big Brother also starts tonight, so I have no idea what I'm going to do, how I'm going to balance all these amazing, terrible reality shows. Normally, Big Brother is kind of winding down by now, but like, I don't know, is it the writer's strike or something that pushed it back? I have no idea. I'm just, I'm I'm talking out loud here, but I feel like my Big Brother experience won't be quite the same this year because it's going to bleed into hockey season. This is going to be like a three-month thing, and we're going to be getting into hockey season. This is not going to wrap up until October. I'm going to be in mid Oilers. I'm going to be in full Oilers swing by then. What the fuck, Big Brother? Don't you think about me? I can I can dummy episodes of Love Island. But Big Brother's a little bit more like timely. It's easier to get your shit ruined or the show ruined if you're on socials, you know? Big Brother, I might just have to block everything. Everybody's name. So if your name is the same as somebody on Big Brother, I'm blocking you. <laughs> I'm not really uh the other thing i'm super excited about speaking of reality tv i am an hour late to start this podcast and you might be thinking oh bag milk what were you doing were you
7: maybe working on something or writing an article or maybe you were doing something productive with your time that caused
4: you to lose track of your day nope that's not it at all on tlc right now there is a my strange addiction marathon on right now and uh I've seen highlights from this show, but I've never watched it. And I just saw that there was a marathon. on. So I'm like, well, I'll check this out. So far, I've seen a lady who sleeps with a hairdryer. That's no good. I just watched a lady who is addicted to snorting baby powder. I didn't know that was a thing. I saw a guy who fucks his car. I'm sure you've probably seen that clip. I've seen that clip before. It was years ago um, that I first saw this gentleman. But now I'm getting to watch his episode. I did hear from Random Hero on Twitter, though, that there's a follow up on the car fucker. And I guess he crashed his car. Or there was some kind of accident anyway. But you know what they say? It is better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all. (laughs) What is going on? What is going on? I don't know, man. We've got some strange, strange people out here, but I love it. I love it. Listen, right now I am, uh, I'm completely distracted because I want to know what the car fucker is telling this therapist. There's a whole thing. Obviously there is, you should, I shouldn't be laughing at the show, but TLC puts it on. They used to teach us things at once upon a time. At some point they made a hard pivot and teaching people was just not in the cards anymore. <laughs> ah, shit. So anyway, podcast confession. I'm an hour late. This podcast should have been pretty much wrapped up by now. I should be making graphics to post and like distribution and getting clips done. And no, I've, I'm just getting started. <laughs> uh, lastly, is anybody else going to Avenge Sevenfold on Friday? I am so excited for this concert. Avenged Sevenfold is the headliner. Alexis on Fire is opening it up. The Summer of Bag Mill continues with another banging concert. I cannot wait. And you know what was cool? Like a little a while ago, I was talking about the Blink concert, and you know, I admitted candidly, I spent way too much money on tickets. The thing that I like that Avenged Sevenfold did, and I wish all artists would do this, unless the point is just to gouge your fans, and which just, you know, be upfront with us. I'd actually respect it more. Avenged Sevenfold, despite the fact that I bought these tickets months ago, for a reasonable rate, actually, you know, probably less than a third of what I played for blank tickets, despite the fact that I'm in the exact same section, just on the opposite end of the rink or opposite side of the rink, whatever you want to say. They did a thing where you didn't have access to your tickets until I got mine yesterday on my, in my Ticketmaster account. You couldn't like take them and flip them, I guess is, is the point of that. I suppose keep ticket prices down, I guess, maybe cool down the secondary market. Either way, I just thought it was cool i love the idea of paying less to see a great band and i'm very very much looking forward to uh both alexis on fire and avenge sevenfold on friday and it's going to be a poppin' night at roger's place and somebody who just confessed to being an hour late getting a podcast started because i was watching my strange addiction the people watching it uh at avenge sevenfold and alexis on fire is going to be great it's going to be fantastic cannot wait let's get to the news <music> The news, welcome to the
8: news.
4: I'm here to relax, Aiden. The news brought to you by me. If you want to sponsor this segment, hit me up, bagmilkledoesnation.com. I will make you a deal, I promise. So last night, Ryan McLeod signed his contract, a two-year contract extension at $2.1 million per season leaves $4.28 million to sign Evan Bouchard. He is next on the docket. He is next on the to-do list. He is the next person that everybody's going to be thinking about because if the Oilers get him at less than 3.5, there's an opportunity to have a 22-man roster, anything north of 3.5. That is going to be a 21-man roster. And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but hockey can be kind of a rough sport sometimes. People get hurt sometimes it'd be nice to have an extra body or two laying around if possible. Dare to dream? I'm a dreamer. I feel like it's a fair ask. I feel like it's a fair ask. Back to Ryan McLeod today. He spoke to the media about his new contract and I got a little quote here that stuck out to me about taking less for the good of the team. $2.1 million jumping up from $798. That is more than a 100% raise, sir. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it
1: uh you know coming back to this group you uh you know, there's not a lot of money but i think on most of the teams that are that are you know hopefully looking to make a deep push in the playoffs there's, a, there's not a lot of money on a lot of those teams so um i think you kind of gotta sacrifice a bit for for the group and you know if you could sacrifice a bit and, and we win a cup i think it all uh it all you know plays out so um just looking to kind of have a huge year for for this team looking to have a huge year and i think uh you know, winning winning gets everyone paid and gets everyone, uh, it makes everyone happier. So just looking to do that.
4: Winning gets everyone paid and everyone is happier. Amen. Including us, Ryan McLeod. Again, if you missed it last night, just to really summarize, I think that it's a reasonably fair deal. Uh, now, I was checking around to Others Nation on the news article. Like when I recorded the podcast last night, there wasn't a lot of feedback. Some people just think it's an overpay. I would say the bulk of people are pretty satisfied with where it turned up. But um, there are people without question that think it's an overpay. It's not based on what his peers are getting. Does it mean that we would have personally liked him? Again, like the dream would have been to under $2 million. But when you've got your peers that have posted sometimes lesser points per games, then, well, what the fuck do you want to happen? you could either lose Ryan McLeod or you keep him. Now, another, another uh, angle on this that people brought up last night was Ryan McLeod effectively signed for what Clem Coston was hoping for. And Clem Coston's stats last year were very, very similar to Ryan McLeod's. So in 57 games played, Ryan McLeod, he'll need to figure out how to stay healthy. That'll be an important part of this. In 57 games played, he had 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points. Over the course of a full season, that, you know, you, you can do a little bit of math there. For Clem Costin, in 57 games, he had 11 goals, 10 assists for 21 points. So he only had two fewer assists despite playing lesser minutes. Now, there's a couple things here. One, first of all, I'm going to say this. Don't take this as a shot against Clem Costin. It's just not. I love Clem. I came up with the Clem Shady nickname. If you want, go check the receipts. It's on Twitter. I came up with it. I loved the guy. But I also recognize that Kleem Kostin's shooting percentage was outrageous last year. And chances are it was probably going to fall, or it's probably going to fall a little bit this year in Detroit. He was shooting at just under 20%. Like 20% shooting percentage, nobody does that. Like Drysidel, maybe, Ovechkin. Kleem is not going to be that guy, probably. Now, if he is, we're going to have a different conversation. But generally speaking, centermen are worth a little bit more to NHL teams. Ryan McLeod probably has a higher upside than Clem Kostin. He's going to play in more situations than Clem Coston and ultimately probably is worthy of a little bit more money. Now, does that make sense? Is it fair? No, I understand the argument though. Totally get the argument. Really, really do. Again, last night, another thing that stuck out to me during the Ryan McLeod um, reaction episode of better late than Never was a handful of people were just kind of like, well, does this mean Warren Fogle's got to go? I don't think so. I do not think so. But again, the Oilers don't have a whole lot of cap space here. They got about four two four point two eight million dollars left. Cap friendly has them listed at 3.5, but I think they've got Nima Linen on the roster here. Yeah, they got Nima Linen and uh Lane Peterson on the roster. So if you peel those two off, that's about a that's about a you know million and a half that comes off. You can sign if they sign Evan Bouchard to 3.5 or less. This is going to be easy. We can get some depth players on. A Raphael Lavoie as an example. But if they don't, well, it's going to be interesting. They're going to be shorthanded. Obviously, this leads into now, what do you do with Evan Bouchard? In 82 games played last year, he had eight goals, 32 assists for 40 points. That is a step downward from the 12 goals, 31 assists he got the year prior. The interesting thing with Bouchard, though, is he does not have arbitration rights um, so the Oilers can kind of grind him a little bit. I don't know how much they're going to, but I hope they do a little bit. My heart of hearts, I wish this could go long-term like the Oscar Bomb deal. Do you remember when he signed the eight-year, seven-year, 4.1-something-something? Something? It was a great deal at the time, and it was a great deal when it ended, despite the fact that he hadn't played, so I wish we could do that with Evan Bouchard, but the reality is, one, his agent probably won't let him do it long-term. Two, the Oilers don't have enough cap space to do it. Three... With everybody and agents, players, bosses included, knowing that the salary cap's going to go up right away, probably going to be a one- or two-year deal for Evan Bouchard. It's going to be a bridge, even though we don't want it to be a bridge, and then he's going to make huge smoke. That's what's going to happen. Darnell Nurse did two bridge deals before his big one, and the Oilers, I hope, learned a little bit of lesson in how that was handled. I'm not here to rip on Nurse. It's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is we can't do it again for a player who without question is going to be the Oilers' best offensive defenseman at least for the foreseeable future and unless somebody new comes in he's going to be the first option on the power play. He's going to be the big blast from the point. He is not going to be the most defensive player that you could ever see and maybe that should bring the value down a little bit but what he is going to do is he's going to put up points and points are sexy. We all know it. In 184 NHL games played, Bouchard has 23 goals, 66 assists for 89 points. So if Ryan McLeod's 23 points got him 2.1, what does 40 points get for a defenseman? In 12 playoff games, of course, we remember that Bouchard had four goals, 13 assists for 17 points. He was amongst the league leaders in points despite the fact that he had played stopped playing two rounds earlier. You know? So we're going to see. Obviously, with McLeod done, they got it done before the, the arbitration uh, date, which was smart. Very, very smart. But um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. I honestly have no idea where this is going with Bouchard. I know what I'd love to do, and that's a long term, but I've been wrong before. You know, I have been wrong before really, it's going to be interesting to see. Do we get a 22-man roster? Or does it have to be a 21-man roster? Where are we going to go with this? How does it? How is the salary cap going to be impacted next year when Connor Brown's bonus money is going to hit? Because remember, that's going to be 3.25, just dead space right there. Interesting situation for the Oilers to be in. They need to get something done here over these next couple of years. Lastly, just want to wrap up the news. Uh, Frank Saravalli, my boy, was on bob stauffer show and he said something and i'm paraphrasing here because i don't have the exact quote in front of me i couldn't find it again i just found the tweet better than a 75 percent chance that both connor and leona resigned come on do you want some good news today no problem your boy bag milk's here with a little quote from Frank Saravali. value goes hey there friends Maybe better 75% chance that both guys resign. They want to win together. Connor wants to do it in Edmonton. Let's fucking go. Anyway, a little speculation to wrap up the news. Not a whole lot going on. Of course, we're going to have more. I'm hoping to do another reaction episode of the podcast when Evan Bouchard signs. It'd be great. I'd love to do it. I would love to do it. Oh, and I got a new bumper to play here. So we're going to wrap up the news and then we're going to go into... Where did that go? Where did that go? Where did that go? Here we go. I got a fresh bumper wrapping up the news. Sponsor it. Email me, com. You're
9: listening to Better Light Than never with Bagged Milk and Ben and Presto. Oh, good afternoon.
4: Thanks, Deuce. Uh, for the fine folks at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly, I've got a couple little Oilers bets that I was just kind of, I was just digging around at the futures. I love looking at futures bets, and there's a couple that I wanted to kind of point out. One, the most interesting one to me that I could find per- relating to some Edmonton Oilers we've been talking about a lot lately, Evan Bouchard. If you were to guess, I don't think Evan Bouchard is going to win the Norris this year. I do like to look at his odds. I do like to know what that looks like. I do like to know what the sports books are thinking when it comes to Evan Bouchard. He is actually ranked amongst the top 10 in defensemen that could win the Norris Trophy. Again, his odds are bad at plus 5,000. I mean, if he wins, you're going to have a great time with that payout. But what I thought was interesting is that Evan Bouchard's odds are plus 5,000 to win the Norris Trophy, while Darnell Nurse, another guy, he's been taking heat all summer. He hasn't even done anything. His odds are plus 9,000. Plus 9,000 for Darnell Nurse? Hmm. Hmm. I just like to look at these things, you know? Sometimes they're a little bit fun. I love futures. I love them. And the other one I want to look at was uh, Jay Woodcroft for Jack Adams. I was a little bit surprised maybe that, well, we know how it goes, right? Generally, the Jack Adams trophy goes to a coach that the team has done a complete turnaround. They've just gotten infinitely better than where they were at last year. The team lifts them up. The coach ends up winning. That's how it goes. Jay Woodcroft, though, I think that he should be a worthy candidate based on just what he's done since he's got here. Is he perfect? No. But is he at plus 1,000 odds? Not even one of the favorites to win the Jack Adams, given the team he's got in front of him? I don't know. There could be some value there. If I was going to bet on any of the three that I just, you know, there, I would call them reaches. They're my risky business picks. Maybe a little sprinkle on Jay Woodcroft to win the Jack Adams. I mean, when the Oilers win the Pacific and the Western Conference this year, let's do it. Jay Woodcroft's going to be a big part of that. And when they have a, uh, what would you call it? When they have their Stanley Cup parade, he's going to be front and center. He's going to do a hero's pose. And, you know, all I'm saying is a little shackle, Just for me, a little sprinkle. Maybe a quarter unit. I don't know. Something. Something. Again, check out our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. Make sure that you are a better better. You know, make sure that you're a better, better.
9: This is a pirate. What you need to do is listen or late than never with bagged milk. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me
4: in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca and look at all the tools they got. What kind of tools? Well, I'm glad you asked. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, mills and bits. They have got everything you could ever hope for. TrilogyRentals.ca. This week I don't actually have a righteous sack beating for you. Nothing. I'm not annoyed. I'm in a good mood. My dog has bounced back. That was annoying me last week. I feel pretty happy. I feel pretty grateful. I feel pretty lucky. But the good news is. You guys have got some stuff that annoys you. So I've got two guest righteous sack beatings this week. Those are always fun. I like to do that. I'm just going to add my commentary in on them just to see what's annoying you guys. So I'm going to go number one. First, I'm going to give you the intro.
9: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy.
4: Righteous sack beating number one.
7: Okay, so I got one righteous sack beating. Mm Mm-hmm. It is the people that uh, don't turn the fucking lights off when they're uh, not in the room.
4: Are you my dad? Is my dad calling into the podcast right now? Listen, when I was growing up, if I left a light on anywhere in the house, I feel like his ears would literally start burning because the last thing I would hear about is, you gotta fucking pay the power bill, do you? Anyway, proceed.
7: Or, you know, they go downstairs and do something and they just have the fucking lights on for some reason. And they come up and don't turn the lights off. I just woke up at like three thirty a.m. Don't know why. Keep waking up at that time. Maybe this. Maybe it's a sign. A sign. A sign. But
4: yeah. What um, was that? Yeah,
7: no, I, I don't fucking like you.
4: Hey, listen. Everything is expensive these days, including utilities. Turn the fucking lights off. You know. Turn the lights off. I agree with you. Less consumption. Anything else?
7: Here's my room. Downstairs. For some reason, when they built this house, they didn't use a level <laughs> and light just pierces in through the corner of the room. Like what the fuck? What what is this shoddy build design? I'm sure there were levels <laughs> in like nineteen sixty. Guaranteed. You fucking dunce.
4: You fucking dunce. Al, al. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you have it. Uh-huh. There you have it. A righteous sack beating. Turn the lights off. I think that is just a, you know, it was a good lesson. It reminds me of Louis the Lightbulb from the early 90s. Do you remember him? Are you old enough to remember him? If you're not, I get it. But he would sing songs about power. Like, when the lines are down, don't you hang around. When the lines are down, don't hang around. Anyway. Uh, I love a guest righteous sack beating. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get angry. I'm not angry. I'm having a great day. Right sack beating number two. You also get the intro. You want to see
9: a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the
4: jimmy. Number two. Here we go.
9: All right, mate. You listen up.
4: We've got Dukes checking in with a righteous sack beating. What do you got for me, Dukes?
9: I've got some genuine shit to complain about this week all right really need to get this off my chest and i'm gonna try to not swear too much
4: well if you do of course put a 50 cent piece in the swear jar if you didn't know australia they got 50 cent pieces go ahead
9: um something that really pisses me off is you know most
4: by the way a 50 cent piece in australia is way bigger than the one dollar and the two dollar coins. It was always weird to me. Like, it's like they had it reversed. That has nothing to do with anything. Anyway, Duke's back to you. I'm going to rewind this a little bit. There you go.
9: Something that really pisses me off is, mm-hmm. you know, mostly on TikToks, but other apps, that little ping noise, like if someone asks a question, they get the answer right. It's like the really high-pitched ping. Like, I fucking hate that noise.
4: Do I have that? Let me see. I'm just going to push some of these buttons here uh no i don't think i have that i've got this it's about as close as i can get anyway back to you Diggs. my
9: dogs can't stand it every time i'm watching a video and that noise happens it must like fuck with their ears or something
4: oh man like i didn't even think about that yeah dogs probably that pitch is probably awful to them dogs know things man they can hear shit wait like frank loves well i mean every dog loves to look out the window but frank loves to look at the window and just kind of patrol his kingdom is what I always imagine is going on in his head. And sometimes he'll run up there and he'll start doing little, little, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, what are you looking at buddy? And then I'll go look out the window and there's somebody way across the street, like not, not nowhere close to us. Like how do you hear that person walking? So to your point, high pitch thing, come on. They'll
9: either run out of the house or like, you know, slide up under the bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. They fucking run away. And Then they're, like, scared to come back in for, like, 20 minutes and shit. And so, yeah, that noise is just fucking annoying. So, like, if you're the type of person that puts that noise in your videos, why the fuck do you hate my dog so much? Mm. Like, yeah.
4: It reminds me of something similar but completely different. Where I live... Here in the West End of Edmonton, there's it has it's actually kind of stopped this year, which has been very nice, but there was a couple of years where it felt like every other day shitheads were blasting fucking fireworks in the park behind me. Not doing a fireworks display, no no no. They were just firing up fireworks like pow, pow 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 and then that would be it. But it would happen at like midnight or some shit like that. And As you know, dogs don't like fireworks. Scares them. So it would freak Frank out in the middle of the night, and he would start barking because he thinks there's an intruder or something. Now, again, I understand fireworks are a little bit different. Dukes, may I recommend headphones? That's annoying for you, though. I will admit that is annoying for you.
9: I'd rather listen to some middle-aged, decrepit thing from Durham County sit there saying, Good afternoon! All day than have to listen to that ping once.
4: Nice little shot of Donkey Volley. <laughs> the RSB, I appreciate it. Like Yeah.
9: <laughs> that that ping just sucks ass. We need to we need to stomp it out as a society. Vote for Dukes, because why the fuck not?
4: We can do better than the ping, I think, is from Dukes. For Trilgeo Field Rentals, we got a couple of guest RSBs on the week, so I want to appreciate both of you guys for sending those in.
9: You wanna see a man boy- I'll show you a man. Kick me in the Jimmy.
5: You're listening to Better Late
9: Than Never with
5: Bagged Milk. I would suggest you like and subscribe right now. Otherwise,
3: <clears throat> the puppy gets it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
4: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt.
3: Until you tried it on.
9: them.
4: For Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, check out the Tonali. It is landed. The Tonali is landed starting at just 47K. Book a test drive today. Now, here's the thing I want to say about that. $47,000 for this SUV, this whip. I got, to di- I got to be in one. If you had told, you've been like, bag milk, why don't you guess how much this Alfa Romeo Tonali costs? I would have said, I don't know, 80 grand, 90 grand. That's how nice it is. But for 47000 you can get yourself into a little bit of luxury. Check it out, alpharomeoedmonton.ca, alpharomeoedmonton.ca. I have got a ton of voicemails this week, and I just want to be a little upfront with you. I've been getting feedback over the last little bit where um, some people think I let the voicemails run too long. So I'm going to try to get through all of these, but I mean, I've got 30 here probably, So if I find that you're droning on, I'm just going to skip it or I'm going to stop it and I'm going to say thank you, but we got to move the show along. We don't want people to get bored of listening to the voicemails. I want to keep it fresh, you know, get your point out, keep it tight. I'm going to do my best here to just let you run out though. Okay. So Evan, you're up first. What do you got for the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail?
7: The worst fast food place.
4: Ah, Of course, last week's question of the week was the worst fast food place of all time. Of course, I found that article that named Orange Julius the most hated restaurant in Canada for some reason. First of all, again, I said this last week, but who's thinking of Orange Julius unless you're mall walking, you know, and you want like a creamsicle in a cup? I haven't thought about Orange Julius in forever, so I was very surprised to see that. Evan, back to you.
7: I have to say is either Burger King or McDonald's just because how you feel after
4: Burger King, McDonald's got some votes. I love McDonald's Um, again. I understand I'm eating garbage when I go there, but I do love McDonald's Burger King. I could fucking do without you could burn those all down for all I care here. Curious to hear what you think, Evan.
7: And the fact that their burgers now are so fucking thin. Like the burgers used to be eh, like, I don't know, like two centimeters, maybe you know they used to be some thick patties but now they're just thin as paper and for some reason they they think they they think that they can raise the prices too mm. for some fucking reason they make their burgers smaller and they raise the price
4: shrinkflation is what they call that shrinkflation i remember when i was younger and uh i used to get an allowance And it wasn't very much money, but I would always kind of map out what I was going to do with it because that's how I kind of learned to budget for myself when I was younger. I remember specifically going to buy chips that were notably smaller than they once were and being completely devastated by this revelation. Shrinkflation, Evan.
7: Like they need to know their fucking place. They're (laughs) the place you go when there's nothing (laughs) open, but McDonald's, McDonald's is open. They will feed you mm-hmm. and it's a low price yep now they think that they're all that they think they're fucking gordon ramsay's five star hell's kitchen restaurant and they think they can charge fucking like <laughs> what is it now like for like a burger no no not for a fucking burger king for a big mac meal it's like what like 12 dollars before tax like what the fuck
4: yeah it's got to be something like that right i have no idea prices are going up a little bit too much on fast food like even i was at um oh i was at subway and i just even thought the sub was way more expensive than it used to be we need to figure this out we need to figure this out up next anonymous england is my city i
7: almost get fucking stabbed every day (laughs) i walk out the motherfucker's like i'm from (laughs) Wickedon prison give me the fucking give me your fucking shit love
4: all right um hang on a second i'm going to try and loop him in here on this jay downton i'm recording better late than never so i put you on speakerphone so you are an impromptu guest during the voicemail oh i love it i love it what is uh Jay, you were just in Tofino for a holiday. You got kind of away for the first time in quite some time. What was it like to just kind of, you know, bounce, take uh, take the little miss to the beach for the first time? Seemed like she had a great time.
2: Oh, well, it was good to disconnect. I haven't been able to disconnect in a while, but yes, you live vicariously. And you have kids, you live vicariously through them. So it was Crawford's first time at the beach, and initially she was scared, but then she worked up the courage and just became obsessed ran like obsessed with the ocean like we had to like i wish i had a leash on her and i probably shouldn't say that but i'm saying it because she wanted to run as deep into the ocean as she could get uh so i was just worried for her safety but uh yeah no, she had a blast it was uh it was fun to see and uh it was good weather and for those of you that haven't been to tofino holy cow that place in the summer we got some good beach life in in our in our beautiful country
4: uh, as a former leash child myself, I feel like a leash is appropriate.
2: I, I, I grew up with a leash. My parents would only take me to restaurants with a leash on. So Crawford is, uh, the apple isn't far too far or fall too far from the tree with her. And she is running at any chance she can. So, uh, I think it's actually there for their, for their protection
4: as you were calling in jay i was working through the voicemail on the podcast and one of the questions from last week that people are chiming in on this week is the worst fast food restaurant of all time like what is last on the list for you some popular uh, some popular opinions first of all people are trying to hurt me specifically with their arby's picks i just think that they're doing it to hurt me Two, burger King get a lot of shit a lot of shit where are you at yeah, on? Anyway,
2: yeah, I think that the Arby's haters are just just doing it to, to troll you because unless you're a vegetarian, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Arby's is elite. The only thing with Arby's is, is they tell us to think Arby's and we never think Arby's. But then when you have Arby's, you say, why don't I ever think Arby's? So it's a weird conundrum that Arby's is. But my least favorite fast food... I don't like to slam to other companies too much but big big ones that could probably handle this kind of poor rating i'm happy to do it uh i'm uh yeah it's uh, it's it's a couple for me like i'm not a big like like this is gonna be very unpopular holy shit i'm not a big popeyes guy it's so fucking greasy um, I have a tough time with it. I don't get it. Their chicken sandwiches are great, but, like, you get into it, you get into, like, one of those chicken meals, oh, my God, like, you are just oozing grease. And if you're into that, sure. Fill your boots at your place, but, ugh, I need a, there's not enough soap and shower time in the world to cleanse me after a deep Popeye's mission.
4: Are Very thing- popular take, I'm sure. Well, it is going to be, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to people hearing your Popeye's take. Though we did, I did get a bunch of KFC in there. I did get some Mary Brown's uh, chicken and taters in there. So people are very particular about their, about their chicken. The other thing I want to ask you about since I got you is last night, Ryan McLeod's contract got announced. It was a two-year deal at $2.1 bucks. I jumped on and did an emergency episode of BLTN, just kind of do a quick recap of what happened. And I was actually surprised how many people were split on that deal.
2: You know, I'm not offended by it. Um, I'm not offended by the number. Uh, obviously, I was hoping it started with a one, but, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. I don't think uh, that's going to put us in any danger two years. So if he does kind of, you know, explode, we've got that protection in the next year. And I believe, he, would he does he still come out an RFA at the end of this deal?
4: Yes, or he, is would, he, he, he free would have two years of, and, R- still your uh, RFA for two more years after.
2: Yeah, so I think it's uh, I think it's a fair number So I'm I'm happy with it It's going to get that sorted Now let's get dad locked up To the right uh, contract And let's just move on With the season
4: What do you think You're the perfect person to ask What do you think that looks like? Uh
2: well, I'm hoping it's just $3 bucks, but it's probably going to be whatever's left in the kitty.
4: So right now they got 4.28 left under the cap. If they sign Bouchard for less than 3.5, the Oilers could ice a 22-man roster. Uh, this is according to puckpedia.com. If he goes over that 3.5, they are again stuck at a 21-man roster. Don't
2: get greedy. Now's not the time to get greedy, Bouchard. Uh, You're going to get your cookies, your goals, and you're going to sign your big ticket uh, when the cap goes up. So just take, learn, go to the Ryan McLeod Dojo and just take the shitty one year deal, even though it's still going to be probably start with a three. um, And uh, let's move on.
4: Perfect. All right, Jay, I assume you had uh, something other than Better Late Than never to talk to me about, so I'll give you a call when I wrap, okay? It
2: was going to be work-related, but I don't think it's going to be entertainment-worthy, but nothing uh, all good.
4: Well, I'm learning to use my roadcaster a little bit differently, so I've been doing more impromptu calls on the podcast to just try and figure this out. So I do like when my phone rings now because I can test things out.
2: Oh, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm very happy I phoned.
4: Well, we're still due. I want to do. Um, I had an idea with you that I want to do before the season starts. Kind of when we're done getting through some of the planning and grinding we're doing right now. Of doing like, I can come over to your place because we live close. Just having a a glass of wine, like gentlemen, and having a chat.
2: Oh, red wine episode.
4: Yeah, the red wine episode. We're overdue.
2: Oh, it, it could quickly become a lost episode too if we, uh, depending how uh, how deep we get.
4: Well, no, see, it's not going to be a, a lost episode because I've actually got a couple of bottles here um, that are, are that Uncle Kerry told me about that I just think they would be fun to try with you.
2: Amazing, I'm
4: down. All right, I'll give you a call back when I wrap this. All right. That yeah,
2: sounds good.
4: And there goes Jay. A little impromptu call during the Alpha Romeo voicemail, but hey. We're testing out the roadcaster. Let me know how that sounded. It sounded okay in my headphones, but most importantly, it it matters what you guys think. All right? Uh, Voicemail number three. Man, this is going to take forever.
5: Hey, Bag Milk. Presto here. Just got done the first little bit of your podcast and didn't want to even get to the end hearing the emotion in your voice. You know, listen to you almost every day, the burping, the swearing, the oilers, and, you know, and then you hear the emotion for your puppy. And I sent you a few pictures a few months ago when I first got my puppy. Um, my boy was begging for a dog. He's not a big dog guy at first, but absolutely love him. Two months into having him, he breaks his leg, $4,000 surgery, yeah. which I really couldn't afford. But, you know, you look at my boy and he says, Dad, if we can't afford to fix him, that means I killed the dog. So we luckily found a vet that was awesome, fixed the dog. And I totally know where you're coming from now with that motion in your voice. So I just hope everything, you know, obviously finished well and just sucks that that happened to your boy. and. Hope you have the good rest of the summer with your guy there. And again, it was just really, really touching to hear the emotion in your voice. Um.
4: Thanks, Presto. Yeah, I gave a quick update earlier, but to answer the question again, Frank's doing great. Um, he did have some stomach issues for about a week. And again, if you have a dog, and you, I mean, Presto, you do. Um, first of all, by the way, good for you for 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 G's is no joke. And the fact that you were able to put it together and you know help that dog and give him a better life that kudos to you man not everybody can do that not everybody can make it work and i understand that but for you to do it not only for the dog but for your son as well like kudos to you and uh, yeah just frank's been good um just kind of trying to clear up the stomach issue that has been lingering as a result but we're almost there i feel better about it uh tiffany amber Theson is calling in.
3: Hi, this is Tiffany Thiessen calling to tell you to vote Dukes for president because Donkey Bolly fucks Badgers and Ben probably doesn't even know who Kelly Kapowski is.
4: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I love that. (sighs) Tiffany Amber Thiessen, of course, star of uh, all kinds of things, including my heart. Next up, Derek, what's up?
1: Hey, Bag Milk. It's uh, Derek here, a longtime lurker, first-time voicemail leaver. Welcome. I was listening to your most recent podcast, and people were leaving voicemail times they met Oilers. And I have a really good story for you. Ooh, one. please. Do um, ah. so you know the Decade of Darkness? Yeah, that little thing, you know, I don't know, kind of came and went in the blink of an eye. Um, yeah, so during that time, I was a really a huge Oilers fan. I kind of knew what was going on. But the uh, season where it became apparent they were going to make the playoffs, I started watching a lot more games. And the game where they clinched the playoff spot, my buddy and I were, I was sitting at my dad's house, you know, having a couple of beers as you do. They won and we decided, hey, let's go out and get you know, fucking hammered. Mm. Don't even know what day of the week it was. It didn't really matter. Never. Matters. So we go out to uh, White Ave and, uh, you know, we're, we're crushing beers and, uh, you know, I'm doing that thing where I'm buying... Booze that's way more expensive than it can buy top shelf bourbon and Course. scotch and shit. And we're sitting there crushing those. And my buddy just looks up, points at like the front entrance, and just has this look on his face. And I looked up, and who fucking else walks in but Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse? Hell yeah. So we went over there, well, probably stumbled over there, drunk as shit, introduced ourselves, said hi got a picture, offered to buy him a beer because, you know, that's what you do when the guy's making millions of dollars, you offer to buy him a beer. They respectfully said no. And uh, yeah, we went back.
4: Was that it? What was the end of the story? (laughs) Did you buy him a beer? No, I know you didn't buy him a beer, but then what happened? (sighs) Derek, can you call back and finish that story? You only had 90 seconds, bro. Nick, you're up. So,
6: BM, it's been a minute since I left a voicemail. As. First thing I want to say is I am Team Dux. Mm. Dux
0: is annoying in a funny way. <laughs> Donkey Volley <laughs> is annoying in a annoying way. And then, as much as I want to vote for a fellow Canadian,
4: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's just like, it's funny how... This has, uh, by the way, Dukes did a lot of heavy lifting here on some timelines on what could work. So I'm going to try and pin down a day with the boys here. We're going to do this. We're going to do this chat. We're going to have fun. Um, It'll probably be a weekend episode of BLTN, but who cares? um i just always find it fun that these two guys these guys are just contributing to the show and helping me out and being a big part of it and they take ended up taking a bunch of shrapnel fucking out.
0: sorry um
6: but i want to talk about too hot to handle um now we're talking specifically my girl
4: now we are talking too hot to handle i wrapped it up we have a winner or two winners it was a great show Christine,
6: because this girl is a fucking horn dog.
4: Christine was one of the horniest people on the show by a country mile.
6: And I saw a clip on Instagram. I'm going to find it. I'm going to play it. And then let's talk about it because this girl is fucking crazy.
5: The Rogers wrapped in red event. The Rogers wrapped in red event. The Rogers wrapped in red event. Damn the it, Nick. Red event. No.
4: No, Nick. Bad, Nick. How dare you? How dare you, Nick? How fucking dare you?
7: Emotional damage!
4: That's what you get, Nick. You are uh, metaphorically dead now. Only in the voicemail, though. He's alive out there somewhere. You got me. You bamboozled me.
5: Don't be a sheep. (laughs) Don't be a cow. Be a (laughs) human and buy your next replacements from Better Late Than Never Windows. They're not very strong and they won't last (laughs) long,
4: but they're (laughs) as cheap as booze. Uh Of course, my new uh, window company, Better Late Than Never Windows. Um, You can order them. Delivery may vary. Delivery may vary. Next anonymous. Is this just you, Donkey Volley? Are you just leaving me a bunch of bumpers? Good
9: afternoon. Oh. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. A podcast.
4: (laughs) That'll do. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You've done better bumpers than that one. You've done better bumpers than that one. They can't all be gems, though. Much like this podcast, most of this, most of this is garbage. But every now and then, I have a moment.
1: <laughs> well, every
2: time I talk to my buddies, you know, usually we're kind of half in the back. But anyway, uh, the truth be told, here we are down on the 18th. It's an approach shot, 158 away if he clubs this one. Anyway, donkey volley for president
4: i don't know what the fuck was going on there i was just sitting there watching the countdown on the clock being very confused about what was happening very confused indeed donkey volley getting a vote though in the voicemail i expect also by the way just i gotta do this real quick well every time i talk
2: to my buddies you know usually we're kind of half in the back but anyway
4: uh the truth be told how about that voice bro you should be doing a podcast go to the audio department of course, we were working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Uh, I got a whole bunch coming up here. Uh, let's go to this one.
8: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Axl Rose, the darky, Present president. Oh,
4: <laughs> yeah. Dude. That voice, man. Silky. Good for you. Good for you. Fake Axel Rose checking in on the BLTN election. Uh another anonymous one. What do we got here?
9: Uh this is this is Dukes coming at you live from central Queensland with a um
4: breaking news. Hang on. Breaking news? Do I got a breaking news thing? What can I do here? What can I do? I need to contribute. We're gonna uh hmm. Hmm. You know what? I got nothing worth it. Go ahead. Donkey
9: Volley has indeed lost his eyes. He is now without eyes. He has no eyes left Mm -hmm. unless he finds them again or they grow back. Not saying this to slander him, you know, I don't think it'll affect his ability to be president because really his ability is already non-existent. So this won't factor (laughs) in at all. But anyway, (laughs) good afternoon.
4: Now Donkey Volley doesn't have any eyes. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Ben, you are checking in. What's going on, Ben? Oh, fuck. He speaks French. Benjamin, what did I say about swearing, specifically F-bombs? You put put a nickel in that swear jar in your room. By the time we're done, we're going to have your college education paid for.
8: I'm innocent. It wasn't me. Okay, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't accuse anyone of not speaking French. I was my doppelganger neb, evil neb. But yeah, um, what <laughs> a Ben for president candidate. <laughs> I'm not sure what voice that was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Ben.
4: <laughs> All right, got, I'll just go to this, another one from Ben. Let's go.
8: Oh man, egg milk. I'm annoyed, kind of, and also not. What did
4: you just say? You know what? I don't want to know.
8: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Uh, and this could be an RSB, and then not make it one because I have a different one. But uh.
4: If you submitted an RSB Ben and did not come through on the voicemail, I don't know what happened. I've got more messages from you. Unless this next one is a voicemail, you sound kind of sleepy. You should be in bed. I had not be sure. And all right, we're gonna move on. This is another Ben voicemail. We're gonna see what what does this one do.
8: Oh yeah, hey, hey, Ben, just hey, man. like a quick message. All right. The reason I wasn't in the voicemail last week, I was my cat at my. Camp, at my cousin's cabin and um wi-fi sucked there
4: so yeah that what a time that the children are living now you know they're going out to the cabin instead of doing outside shit which i assume he did the wi-fi sucks so he can't leave voicemails on the podcast he likes to contribute to what are we doing in 2023 when i was his age going to a cabin i was trying to see if like i can catch frogs and shit probably
8: i don't know i just made that up and um so I've been hearing rumors that I am might be unfavored in the presidential election.
4: You are taking a lot of heat, Ben. You came out hot and you were swinging at Dukes, you were swinging at Donkey Volley, and now it's coming back to you, my friend. That's politics, though, baby. That is podcast politics. Now, I would just like to say,
8: I think I am qualified, probably. Probably. I mean, um,
4: the job description is uh, very loose. I live loose. in
8: like St. Albert and Edmonton. and I know I've kind of been crapping on volley uh, and Dukes, but those guys are awesome. Love those guys. But yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. Well, there you have it. There's Ben. Uh,
4: You know, Sleepy Ben. That's what I'm going to call that version of him. Sleepy Ben. Yegwave is checking in. I can't imagine it's actually Yegwave, but uh, we'll see where this goes.
6: Hello, BM. So, um, I thought I would just jump on quick and uh, talk about something here quick. Yegwave.
4: This is Kyle the Embalmer. So that's, what it, that's who it sounds like. But I'm I'm ready to talk about Yegwave. I'm a big fan. Oh. Do I have an issue with what they're doing?
6: No. Do I think that they're showing a lot of fighting?
4: I mean, they are, but... A lot of shitty fighting, I might add. Like, I was talking about it with Wanye today. Those videos that they posted from K-Days and those scraps. I don't think anybody even got hurt in those scraps because kids don't know how to fight these days and throw punches, at least in my opinion.
6: Do I take issue with all the fighting? Nah. Um... What I will take issue with here's here's what my issues are with them. Go ahead. Um, my issues are with the people that are recording, as well as the people that are fighting. <laughs> now, why do I <laughs> take
4: issue with them? Well, <laughs> I already I've got a feeling in my head what you're going to go with this, and I'm super excited to hear you say it. First off, the fighters are terrible. <laughs>
6: They're swinging for the fences. <laughs> They're just throwing sucker <laughs> punches when the they people are that they're arguing with, kind of back down to walk away. Yep, to not fight anymore. Just ripping in, throwing sucker punches. Yep. Um, the th- the, th- and then when they do finally fight, all their friends are jumping in. Mm, so, a lot of that
4: too. A lot of group kind of action.
6: these. Uh, then we have the people that are actually recording, who <laughs> are absolutely terrible. <laughs> they really are for photo- talk like Awful. camera people. Hundred percent terrible. Their phones are just shaking. <laughs> they, they're they just, they're <laughs> yelling themselves. And although they all got new phones, it's like no one taught them how to use them. Yep. So uh, anyway, I'm right out of time. So
4: bye. You know what? You're a hundred percent right. Listen, Wave. if you're going to start accepting five videos from random kids, you need to make sure that their shit is dialed in. Film properly. Stop shaking your hand around. Pay attention to your craft. I think that's who we're getting at here. I love it. Here's another one from Ben.
8: This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, subscribe, and go buy a car from Alfa Romeo, or I will come to your house and terminate you.
4: There you have it. Uh, Here I thought it was Ben, but it was actually uh, the former governor telling you to subscribe and download the podcast and also buy it at or Romeo, which I totally agree with. Now, this next series of messages, this is, I've got six, eight and a half, almost nine minutes of messages here. So in my head, I go, I don't want to play this, but it is a four-part story. So we're going to jump into this together and we're going to see how far we get into this nine minutes. If it's boring, I'm going to move on. And whoever this is, if you kept it interesting, we're going to follow it through. So this is where we're going together. Okay. Let's see. T H T H part one, whatever that means. Hello again, BM. So last week
6: I missed talking about too hot to handle. Ah, too hot to handle. So now I am going to try and keep this to,
4: Hey, Yegwave, you sound a lot like uh, this guy. Who
6: the least amount of messages I can, uh, while getting everything out, since I'm going to give a full season recap. Um, Here we go. So I'll start as quickly as I can. Uh, first, I'm just going to dub this the season of the useless add-ons.
4: 100%. I already know. I agree with you 100%. There was a bunch of passengers on the season.
6: I think that's self-explanatory. Yep. Uh, let's go through each individual person quick. Isaac. Uh, Isaac was all right. He's fine. Though he never really took it seriously, so... Mm-hmm eventually it really just came to bite him in the ass
4: yep uh i think it was kind of a douche to be honest the guy was like clearly a player and i get it and he was thought he was going on some fuck island show but then he ends up a too hot to handle wasn't his shtick i get it my thought would you know kick him off let's get new people in
6: hunter to me hunter looks like if uh if jason muse worked out
4: hunter was a non-event he was a storyline in the show for like one episode and that was it
6: instead of getting addicted to heroin it really was kind of annoying uh i kind of felt bad for megan uh you know she she made a connection to begin with and then just got ditched and never really managed to connect with anybody or even be relevant ever again
4: Megan again was another passenger. She was just kind of there to add color every now and then. I feel like the producers would mix her into like the the quote unquote like for lack of a better term the diary room, uh, whatever you want to say. But yeah, she was not event.
6: Uh, Courtney, how could we forget about Courtney? Pretty easily, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than stuck. Start- My first thought when
4: you said Courtney was who the fuck was that?
6: With Isaac, then getting ditched in bed, in his bed jumping. Yeah, She wasn't really much at all other than complaining about Luis and his relationship.
4: Yeah, Courtney was, again, she was another one of those early storylines that just kind of vanished. Although she did turn into kind of like a mother hand as the series went on. I kind of appreciated that.
6: Sorry. So uh, Courtney really wasn't relevant uh, until later on when all she really did was just complain about Luis and Christine and call Luis names and how terrible she thought he was mother Henning um Dre the banker he really didn't get much we really didn't get much out of him until some girl hurt his ego
4: that was really the best part of his storyline was there's a cop on every season of too hot to handle be like you can't spend any money don't do it I'm gonna be watching everybody so the only interesting thing about Dre's storyline was when he had to admit that he too broke rules
6: uh, then all of a sudden, he was relevant. Surprise! Um, Hannah, I kind of have mixed feelings about Hannah. Uh, she was a handful from the beginning. Um, and as such, I mean, she had a hookup fairly quick. Then,
4: By the way, Kyle, don't think I didn't note that you've got like papers shuffling in the background. You took notes on Two Hats Handle, which I very much respect.
6: Got just just as fast. Did that weird dance for that new guy who came in and. When he gave her no interest whatsoever, she bailed on him. Yeah. Jumped to find the next guy who happened to be Luis. Or sorry, me, I was I ended up with Isaac. And well, I mean that ended up being her downfall too.
4: Again, another one where at least she was trying to mix it up. She was like, I want to break rules and I'm gonna go bed hop or whatever. And I'm way more entertained by people like that on that show than the not events.
6: Um Luis he jumped at any girl who would give him attention. Very much so. Um, I honestly didn't foresee him staying with Christine as long as he did. How far he would have gone with Lindsay if that date
4: wasn't ended. It really is anybody's. I mean, he did rub her titties, right? So she's like, do you want to grab my boobs? And instantly he's like, fuck, yeah. guess, Huh?
6: Playing with those titties. Yep. Who knows what would have happened if uh, that date didn't get ended and Dre took over.
4: Next season, don't let people interrupt dates. Let it carry through. I need more drama. Part three.
6: Okay, part three, I think.
4: By the way, Kyle, this is dragging on a long time. Let's go.
6: Okay, I can hopefully get through the rest of this. Um, Alex, uh, he said he looked like royalty. uh, And if by that he meant inbred
4: and with the
6: face (laughs) of a thumb, I think he wasn't far off.
4: Uh, He was a funny dude too. Alex was an English guy where he's just kind of like loved this chick from day one, ended up getting with said girl. And then when that girl started liking him back, he goes, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm so scared. Um, I
6: really didn't think much of him and I didn't think he really contributed all that much. Not really. So overall, the season I think was all right. I'd love to figure out how many days they were actually there for.
4: That's one thing too, because it always just seems like, I think it's around six, seven weeks. I think it's that's how long it is but i could be mistaken i'm just guessing but i've tried to do that exercise too um i felt this season had a lot less workshops or it seemed like it i
6: I agree We only saw like three maybe four um the one standout for me this whole season was the cabana session um with the ultimatum given to alex and luis the best Uh, When they told their ladies that they were committing, but obviously were wavering.
4: I really wanted them to bail for the 25K too. Like all I really wanted was those two guys to be like, you know what? 25 grand is a lot of money and I'm not going to be with either of these girls past the resort. I am out. Given the option of that 25 G's to just
6: walk away or stay and forfeit the chance to win a hundred million, a hundred grand. I mean, Alex, I kind of understand somewhat I mean, least seemed like he, she actually would be the right type of girl for him. Mm-hmm. They could work out with all the traveling they both love to do. Um, but Luis, the guy's 22, got busted playing with another girl's tatas just a couple days prior. Got, <laughs> buddy, your own love is blind. And it ain't gonna work <laughs> out. No, Take the money, man. Christine who? Um, all the extra people they brought in were totally useless after a day. So, in the meantime, I am
4: all right, let's finish this off.
6: So, I'm sorry. In the meantime, now that uh, this season's done, I've started watching uh, Too Hot to Handle Germany, which, if you want drama, there's, that's where the drama's at. It-
4: I've already watched the German one, actually, and uh, they're kind of skankier on that one, and I liked it. I liked it. I watched those shows not for personal growth, but for to watch people make bad decisions, so... I think they need more wild cards in there
6: is actually amazing, but I will leave you with that maybe next week.
4: Uh, I've already watched the German one. It's great. you're gonna enjoy it the whole thing is great uh anonymous looks like a bumper. Let's
0: see you one shot, one opportunity seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you piss <laughs> on it or would you let it get you armchair g m horny
4: one more time
0: one shot, one opportunity, sees everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you piss on it or would you let it get you armchair GM horny? And-
4: Tyler is always armchair GM horny, you know? <clears throat> Two more voicemail for the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Three more. Let's get through this and let's wrap up the episode. Hey, back. No, presto here. Uh, I don't think it's a bad contract. I wish it would really have got down with Oh, Presto. I can't. I can't play that one. I can't hear you, man. Normally your audio is tight. Like you're the one that you left earlier in the voicemail. That was great. I'm sorry. I'd love I just, I can't hear you. Next message.
5: Hey, bag milk. Presto again. Sorry. I couldn't get everything into one.
4: See this time you sound fine. Now I feel like I'm going to miss the complete context of what you talked about earlier. So I'm going to listen to this one. And I'm going to try to piece it together, but I'm sorry about the last one. You just, I just couldn't hear you.
5: Uh, message. I strongly urge everyone to listen to Bob Stoffer from today as well.
4: No. How dare you direct them to someone else's show.
5: And listen to Al May. Al May is the only guy that isn't a butt kisser that tries to agree with every one of Stoffer's opinions and, and what he puts out there. He talks about how the Oilers are not good enough, that they need a top four defenseman, that they're still missing that. And yeah. he's 100% spot on.
4: I agree with that. No disagreement from me.
5: I'm also sick and tired of everybody saying everyone would accept Nurse's contract if he got more points. That's a load of BS.
4: Uh, Let me think about that. If he got more points, would we accept 9.25? I don't think so, to be honest, man. It's like, if you could, like, I'm not going to harp on Darnell Nurse. Like, people do that enough. But, like, if he was at six and a half million bucks, like Matias home or 625, whatever it is, that's a completely different situation. That is another. That is another top nine forward there with $3 bucks, Or maybe it's another defenseman that bolsters the right side, you know? So, no, I don't really buy the points thing.
5: I don't know any Euler fan that would be upset with Nurse if he did what he should do, and that is turn into a legitimate shutdown defenseman. With his size and skating ability... He should be a shutdown defender. I've been taught the same thing since I was a kid playing hockey for 30 years. My son just uh, got off his double-A year; He's been invited to WHL camps. Nice. That good defense leads to offense. And if Nurse was to play better defense and control the puck like he should, the, the points will come. Maybe he won't score 20 goals, but he'll get 25, 30 assists. And being a shutdown guy, everyone will get off of his back. I don't agree with the traffic comment, but I do think Darnell Nurse needs to pick it up defensively big time maybe dave manson isn't the guy to run our defense considering we gave up how many two goal leads against vegas and we had defensemen running up over the blue line again i hope everything works out for the oilers i don't think they're ready yet the top four D is not good enough and let's hope that they can find another deal at the deadline to shore that up
4: spicy Cheers. spicy presto yeah sorry i missed the first I, I mean i don't really disagree with anything you said there i would love another top four d have no money Darnell Nurse points thing. Mm, Don't necessarily agree with that. I would rather have the money. Mm, Dave Manson, that's an interesting one. Hadn't really considered it. We'll see how this year goes. You know, full year of Matias at home. I'm patient. I'm willing to see. Last message, in the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail.
9: Right, so I've just had a bit of a realization, and I think, unfortunately, it leaves me questioning things more than it does, you know, answering things. You fucking, you get what I'm saying. Um, just before we get any further, if you can hear any weird noises in the background, the dogs are just in the other room watching Yellowstone. So I'm not actually pleasuring any stallions. That's just the television.
4: Well, I'll be. Uh, I'll do a private investigation on my own to see what's actually going on over there. But back to you.
9: Um, back to my main point, though, you know that scene in The Office where just like Dwight's gone to buy a wizard or something and they've turned him away because he's like not good enough for their store. I do, yeah. And so they pretty woman him and send him back, you know, they go with him and he's got the suit and the pipe and he's all acting all like fancy man and all that. My question is, (laughs) what I'm wondering is, why would someone decide to see what Dwight's done there and then use that as a persona for a hockey adjacent podcast? And just sort of prance around here, you know, whenever they please, willy-nilly, just hitting us with good afternoon (laughs) all the time. Like, I listen to this in the morning for a start, so it's not even a good afternoon. It's a good afternoon once I'm finished because I'm in a good mood because I've listened to Better Late Than Never. Um, My favourite episode, though, was the bonus one yesterday because he didn't actually feature on it. Anyway, bye for Dukes. Let's go.
4: (laughs) i was you know what i was just following that down the rabbit hole curious where it was gonna go and then boom there's dukes getting slapped across the face again (laughs) i like you guys i like all of you thank you guys so much for contributing this is the busiest the voicemail has been in quite some time please keep leaving voicemails if you're watching love island i'll listen to that if you're watching big brother hit me up on that if you too have watched My Strange Addiction and you, you know, derailed your life for 90 minutes like I did, you know, I want to hear about that too. Most importantly though, shout out to all of you for contributing. You're the reason the podcast works. You're the reason that it grows. And I'm very, very appreciative of you just like I am very appreciative of Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Go check out the Tonali. It landed 40, starting at 47K. It is your entry point into luxury. And I promise you, it is going to be the only whip you need. We're over an hour today, an hour and 11 minutes as I'm done recording here. Let's just wrap it up by saying thank you again, Alpha Romeo of Edmonton, Alfa Romeo, Edmonton.ca. Alfa Romeo Edmonton.ca. Please keep leaving me voicemails, ask questions, ask about the nation, ask about the Oilers, ask about Frank, ask about whatever you want. I will answer them as best I can. And there you have it, another podcast in the books. I want to thank the audio department, Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, Betway, and Alfa Romeo of Edmonton for making this all possible. And most importantly, like I say every week, all of you for giving me a creative outlet and participating and playing along with the stupid podcast. I know it's dumb. I know it's silly. You probably listen to way better podcasts than this one. But this one is all about the community we've created around dwellersnation.com and I'm very grateful for all of you. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Ty Tai, why won't you kiss me?
3: Tai Tai, why won't you kiss me?